Good evening. Thank you, Dan, for that prayer and introduction. Uh, This evening, we're going to begin our journey through Christian parenting in a secular world. I just want to give you a brief introduction uh, for some of those of you out there who don't know us. Uh, My wife, Jolene, and I uh, have not parented kids directly for many years. Our youngest child's 39. We have seven grandchildren from the ages of 8 to 12. But over the years, we've seen... uh, in our ministry, uh, many parenting uh, curriculum come and go, uh, some great, some not so great. Uh, what we want to really focus on uh, through tonight and, and the rest of this parenting seminar is just uh, trying to allow the Word of God and the Gospel to influence uh, our parenting practices. So with that, I want to orient you to our um, kind of the flow of the seminar. There will be a, approximately a 30-minute teaching time. And then you'll break up as couples or um, as in, as an individual to consider uh, your parenting practices. You should have or be able to download the Christian Parenting in a Secular World, secular world handout. Uh, you should be on page one, <clears throat> Parenting with Love. That'll be our first session. Uh, there's a place for notes and uh, a list of some of the questions under acceptance and appreciation. I'll explain that in a moment. And then love establishes the foundation, kind of a worksheet for you to work through uh, in your 30 minutes of uh, uh, reflection time on the uh, seminar uh, teaching. Uh, At the end of your packet, uh, you will find a worksheet to put together some of your uh, uh, plan for parenting moving forward. You'll find it on page 22. Our hope is that you'll come up with a couple action steps from each of the four issues that we deal with, parenting with love, parenting with limits, parenting without fear, and parenting disciples. So um, that's kind of the flow. Uh, After your uh, time together as couples, we'll come back together and have about a 30-minute panel discussion where you're free to ask any of the pastors and wives uh, questions about um, specific parenting um, issues that you may face or need help with. So with that, let's launch into the uh, teaching time for Parenting with Love. Uh, I want to begin with Matthew 19, 13 through 15. This is one of the most powerful passages about children in Scripture. Then children were brought to him, that is Jesus, that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people, but Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for such belong the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and went away. Uh, We see Jesus here rebuking his disciples because for some reason they thought the children were not worthy of Jesus' attention. He rebuked his disciples in two different ways. It's kind of a double rebuke. Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven is uh, for them. Uh, and then what we see, which is so powerful, is that he laid his hands on all of them before he moved on to do deeper uh, or ministry in another location. A beautiful picture of how he valued children and how he sought to bless and encourage them. We understand overall in our Christian faith that uh, the greatest commandment we've been given is called the New Commandment from John thirteen thirty four. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, also you are to love one another. Love is, uh, godly love is to govern all human relationships, and if we think about uh, the significance, importance, and centrality of the family, it should include obviously our spouses and our children uh, to the highest level. 
so undergirding all of parenting must be a deep understanding of unconditional love. It must be a, a reflection in our relationships with others, our, ch- our spouses and our children, the love we have received from Christ and uh, spread to them uh, as we've been loved, so also must we love them. There's no greater picture of how Christ loved us than in in Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. Uh, there it says, <clears throat> Christ is to love his wife. Uh, excuse me, uh, husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. Uh, and then some modifiers. He gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, cleansing her by the washing of the water and the word that he might present to the church, uh, might, might present the church, which is made up of wife and children to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle. All of these things relate to the expression of love in uh, the marriage and in the family. This is revolutionary. This is a, an outpouring of unconditional love. Uh, we're not to base our spouses or our kids on their utilitarian or performance or behavior, but rather uh, love them as God has made them and uh, seek to encourage them and uplift them uh, and guide them in uh, the important uh, uh, spiritual growth that God calls us all to. So we want to start with this concept of love and build on it. It's the most important task in parenting. Uh, Love as you've been loved. Uh, Obviously, this goes against the grain of our flesh or our our, uh, normal state as people. Uh, We do expect people to perform in the way that we want them to. We reward them for their performance in the ways they treat us rather than just in an unconditional manner. In an article I read many years ago, called uh, The Six A's of Positive Parenting, uh, written by Josh McDowell and Dick Day. Uh, They laid out six A's that are just really significant in my view for parenting and loving and and just helps give us a a framework uh, in which to love our children. The first A is acceptance. Uh, Romans 15, 7 says, Accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. The idea of acceptance here is is uh, in uh, it is a command. It's a present command to keep on accepting, receiving one another, just as we've been accepted by Christ. That's one facet or dimension of of love. Paul uh, modeled acceptance uh, to believers around him, just as Jesus did, unconditionally. Uh, the scriptures tell us in uh, Romans 5, 6 through 8, that we were loved when we were not only powerless, but weak, ungodly, sinners, and enemies of God. That's an unconditional love. So without merit on our part, uh, we are loved. And that is the same kind of love we need to give to our children. Uh, it is an important command for us. Ways we can accept our children or show them acceptance. They need to know that we accept them unconditionally just as they are. We accept our children based on who they are, no matter what they might do or say, no matter how bad they may fail up or fail or foul up. Children feel secure and valued when they know mom and dad accept and love them for who they are, not whether they perform well, succeed, or become like them. <clears throat> Ultimately, acceptance gives children a secure base from which they can explore the world. So understand just the power of this, being accepted. I remember um, 
our older daughter was uh, an athlete, and uh, whenever she'd come home from practice, her tennis shoes and sweat socks would be scattered across the house, and I got bugged by that, and I bragged on her to get them picked up, yada, 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 and, and it finally dawned on me, uh, I just need to accept her as she is, and uh, Lord, uh, help me, guide me to uh, love her in spite of some of the things she did, just uh, be an encouragement to her and, and uplift her and, and accept her as she is. This is so important, uh, and we see it uh, as a significant starting place in how to uh, raise and uh, help our children grow in uh, understanding not only our love and acceptance for them, but God's as well. Some questions we would encourage you to ask yourselves, especially during your 30 minutes, uh, to reflect on this message. Uh, is your acceptance with your children based on how they perform? Do you subtly withdraw acceptance without even realizing it? Are you communicating acceptance at every opportunity, whether they do well or not, win or lose, or have a good day or not? Share one example with your spouse where you intentionally communicated acceptance. Uh, in the article I mentioned, there was an account of uh, one of the authors uh, dealing with his daughter. She was uh, six years old in a soccer game, and she came to him and said, Daddy, will you give me a dollar if I score a goal? Sure, he said. Wow, Katie answered. Wait a minute, he said before she left. Even if you don't score a goal, I will give you a dollar. You will? Yes, I will, he said. Wow, Katie said again. Before she ran off to the soccer field, he grabbed her one more time and said, Wait a minute. Do you know why? She stopped, looked at him, and said, Yeah, it doesn't matter if I play soccer or not. You love me anyway. Boy, if we can in, in, encourage our children, teach our children, uh, and put into our children's lives that understanding of our acceptance, it, it's just awesome. Uh, all kinds of areas in their lives, whether it be uh, sports or uh, other activities, dancing, whatever, uh, uh, we uh, uh, engage them in as they grow and learn and, and have fun. Uh, so many places they can learn about these things uh, and so uh, use these as times to uh, accept them. The second A is appreciation. Uh, from 1 Timothy 2.1 we read these words, First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. That's appreciating, giving thanks for our children. Give thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Ephesians 2.20. Appreciation means that we give thanks for all people, and especially our families, our spouses, and our kids, and show, appreciate, and show appreciation for them. Some ways this might uh, look in your home and, and, and why we understand the importance of doing this. Children blossom when they know their parents appreciate and are thankful for them. Parents can express appreciation to their kids in many ways, privately, publicly, in written words, spoken word, physical gestures. It takes, uh, take a note, uh, take note that acceptance needs to precede appreciation. In fact, appreciation without complete and unconditional acceptance is manipulation. So practice accepting your kids and uh, as they are, appreciate them for the natural bent of who they are, accept and appreciate. Some questions you might ask yourself during your 30-minute uh, uh, reflection time is, do your kids know that you appreciate and are thankful for them? What are some ways you can express appreciation for your kids? Do you show your children more encouragement, compliments, and appreciation than correction, discipline, or keep, keeping them in line? 
I had a seminary professor years ago who said, do you give 10 attaboys for every you jerk? Do you end discipline and love with appreciation? The third A is affection. Uh, a couple of verses that help us understand this, uh, Titus 2.4, and so train up young women to love their husbands and children. Uh, the very characterization of love in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy and boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. The idea of affection is to just really love on our kids. Uh, understand that um, uh, children are blessed by the affection we give to them. Uh, obviously, uh, we get busy. Uh, we're busy uh, with our homes, with our jobs, with all of the uh, duties of life. But let us diligently work to show affection every day in, in multiple ways to our kids. Uh, show it to each other as parents, but also display it lavishly on your kids. Some questions you might ponder and understand. Children crave affection. Loving words and appropriate touch communicate affection to our children. It informs them that they're worth loving, that they are lovable. If parents do not provide loving words and affectionate touches, children will seek it elsewhere, often looking for love in all the wrong places. The affection that children see modeled in their marriage gives them a sense of security in the family. It also sets an example of godly living, uh, affection they can emulate in their own lives. Uh, we grew up or spent a number of years in a cul-de-sac, and uh, one of our neighbor uh, kids, a young girl about the age of our middle daughter, became very close friends with her. and She uh, struggled. Uh, both of her parents, as I understand, were alcoholic, uh, and she didn't get a lot of attention and affection in her home. She ended up finding love in all the wrong places. She was uh, pregnant as uh, while still a teenager. This is, this is what happens, looking for love uh, where it isn't given uh, lavishly in the home. Here's some questions to ponder. Do you give your kids plenty of hugs and kisses and tell them often that you love them? Do you believe you can't give too much affection to your kids? Do you demonstrate affection in your marriage so that your kids see you love each other? Do you share affection equally to your kids? Do you adequately provide affectionate words and touch so they will not seek it elsewhere, i.e., they will not look for love in all the wrong places? The fourth A is availability, and in some ways it's very, very important, as I'll share in a moment. But a, a verse that just helps drive this home to us, Matthew 19, 13 through 15, and it is the, the passage we opened with about how the children were brought to Jesus. And his words, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for such to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. Jesus' very words are, are the uh, definition of availability. Let children come to us, spend time with us. We have to be available to them uh, so that uh, uh, they know that we care for them and that we do love them. Uh, in some ways, this is uh, perhaps the most important of all the uh, A's. Uh, if we're not available with them, we can't accept them, we can't appreciate them, we can't uh, show affection to them. 
So in some ways, uh, as I've said already, this is the most vital key to loving our kids. If we're not with them, none of the other A's happen. Children need parents who remain available to them emotionally, mentally, and physically. When we're with our kids, are they the focus of our uh, attention and and our uh, ears listening and and, uh, responding, reacting with them? Remain available to our children takes time. In fact, children spell love, T-I-M-E. Show your children how much you love them by remaining available to talk with them, play with them, give them hugs, listen to them, and just hang out with them on a regular basis. God really got my attention on this one years ago. My wife was working. Our two older daughters were uh, preparing and and, uh, one was already in college and I became the chauffeur for our our youngest daughter who had activities. She was in gymnastics and so every day she uh, needed to be taken from school to home then to the gym and and then picked up at the gym those kinds of things and I picked her and a friend up at school one day and I was of course busy with ministry and thinking about my next project my next meeting my next sermon whatever and uh uh, they were talking and uh, in the back seat of the car, and, and my daughter asked me to take them to a different place uh, on the way home, and, and I, I, I got grumpy. I grumbled at him. I, I, I felt like this was an awful thing to uh, put this kind of an imposition on me, and it's like just God slapped me, and and I realized that I was telling my daughter through my. Um, my irritation with her that she didn't matter to me she wasn't valuable to me uh, I wasn't available for her as I should be as her father and I just uh, it just broke me I almost wept uh, but just I'm so grateful that he did that because uh, it did open me up to being more available uh, to her some questions to ask yourself to evaluate in regard to each of your kids deep down do you believe you are available enough to your kids When you are with them, are you available emotionally, physically, uh, and spiritually? Do uh, Do your children feel valued because you do spend time with them? Do you make an excuse for your availability by thinking you spend quality time with them? Do your life priorities include being available to your kids to talk with them, play with them, give them a hug, listen to them, just hang out with them on a regular basis? These first four are uh, foundational and vital. Everything that follows uh, from this uh, accountability and um, the uh, last of the six A's are are built on a loving relationship. So let's jump into the concept of uh, accountability. Uh, This is a great truth that we need to impart to our kids. They need to grow and learn that they will be accountable in their life for many things. The scripture upholds this. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Understand that we are stewards of all that God puts and places in our hands, and we will give an account of that one day. Also, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians three thirteen through 15 says, And each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. This idea of accountability is significant uh, for every facet of their lives moving forward from school to work to uh, responsibility to be uh, accountable and, and faithful uh, uh, citizens. So, uh, But understand 
overarching it all is the stewardship of our life before God. Notice Paul puts himself in the same arena. So then each of us, he says, will be accountable to God. Our work and service will be tested. Uh, This isn't a salvation issue. It's an issue of what we do with the salvation that God has poured out into our lives. Christ will evaluate each of our contributions to his work and uh, our faithfulness and uh, service over the years. So we need to begin to teach our children lessons that build accountability, assign them small tasks that grow into larger ones, help them to be accountable for their completion, help them to learn to serve others and to help build a kingdom, Uh, show much grace and mercy as they begin because they will fail. They'll uh, get sidetracked. They'll get uh, distracted with other things. So be patient with them. Uh, I remember our youngest daughter, uh, we uh, had left her to uh, clean her room and and, uh, wasn't long before we uh, heard this noise outside and we uh, went outside and there she was she was able to take the screen out of her window we had one of those triplexes and she'd crawled out on the roof and she was sitting there uh, screaming to the neighborhood my mommy hates me because we had <laughs> expected her to be accountable to clean her room so you'll go through situations like that Uh, And these uh, tests and encouragement, these duties that you give them to complete need to be age-appropriate, obviously, and uh, just guide them and uh, encourage them in this process. Some thoughts to uh, consider as you uh, consider this concept of accountability. Uh, We create it by holding children accountable. We give them, it gives them a sense of responsibility. We hold our children accountable for their actions and their words and uh, to complete tasks that support the family. At the same time, we balance accountability with love. Rules, these are important. Rules and accountability without loving relationship leads to rebellion. And relationship without rules, on the other hand, leads to irresponsibility. Healthy accountability provides both rules and relationships. And building on this foundation, as we've seen, acceptance gives a child a sense of security. Appreciation gives a sense of significance. Affection gives a child a sense of being lovable. Availability gives the child a sense of being valued. And accountability gives the child a sense of becoming responsible for their choices. Some questions you might ask yourself as you evaluate uh, how you're developing accountability with your kids. How do you hold your kids accountable? Is it bathed in love or guilt and anger? Do you hold them accountable for their actions, their words, and their attitudes? Do you hold them accountable for completing tasks that support the family? Do you balance rules with relationship, remembering rules and accountability without love leads to rebellion, while relationship without rules, on the other hand, leads to irresponsibility? Accountability teaches children obedience and helps the child learn self-discipline. Significant, vital, vitally important for your kids. The last A is authority. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God, Romans 13.1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. The sixth day, as I've said, is authority. Uh, First and foremost, our children uh, need to come to a place where they uh, understand that uh, parents are uh, over them. We are set there by God. We are God's agents to uh, teach them to uh, respond to authority in appropriate ways. 
uh, everyone must learn and come under through uh, the work of the Spirit in them, uh, governing authorities uh, from God down. The basic reason for these things, uh, they're established by God to to provide order in all of our uh, situations in life and to uh, uh, live in a way that pleases and honors God. The opposite of uh, living in in, uh, a God-instituted world, a God-ordered world, is to not live under his authority and uh, to rebel against God, and that's the last thing we want for our kids. God has put authorities over us. Uh, and in your home, you are the authority over your children. Your authority represents God's authority to them. So remember to uh, uh, administer your authority with grace and mercy uh, when they mess up or foul up. Authority is so vital and so significant. Some thoughts to consider. Authority reflects relationship and leadership. The parents desire above all the well-being of their children. The parents properly uses the law seeking to lead their child to Jesus. Parents model servant leadership, guiding with authority, model grace, and set examples. This kind of parenting teaches kids there are no limits, but also that there is freedom to make good choices within those limits. We'll talk about this in the next section. As the children grow, this parent seeks to transfer the child from their authority to the authority of the Lord. This is the the end of parenting is to, uh, and we'll talk about this later as well, is to train your child to be responsive and submissive to authority. And then over time, uh, you as a parent want to guide them and lead them to transfer that from you to God. That's the process of parenting. It's the end of parenting. Uh, so bear that in mind. Uh, let me just say this at this point. Uh, whenever children violate our authority, uh, our fleshly immediate response sometimes, if we're frustrated, tired, whatever, is to respond to them with anger. Uh, you may develop bitterness toward them uh, because they aren't submissive. This is where the rest of the truths about uh, loving your child must come into play and and. Uh, uh, not allow your flesh to uh, control how you parent your children, but love them with grace and mercy and forgiveness. You're showing them the truths of the gospel here, which is so vital. Some questions to ask yourselves as you evaluate your relationship with each child. Does your parenting reflect loving relationships or autocratic authority? When you exercise authority, is your primary desire above all the well-being of your child? Do you give limits through rules and guidelines and use failure to point your kids to the necessity of the cross and the, and the wonderful truth that Jesus died for our sins? Are you teaching your kids that there are limits, but also that there is freedom to make good choices within those limits? Are you continually seeking to transfer the child from your authority to the authority of the Lord? His authority is the ultimate final authority. He is our only security, and he is a sovereign overall. He will always guide us well, and uh, as we submit our lives to his rule, we will find his blessing. Understand that we all struggle with the battle between the flesh and uh, of the spirit. Uh, Paul expresses this well in Romans 7, but the idea is who's going to control and direct our lives? Is it going to be the living God through his word, through the spirit, or will it be our fleshly choices and desires? And uh, children need to come under the understanding of this battle within themselves as well once they come to faith and they're, they're being indwelt and led by the spirit as well. So we want to use our authority to uh, guide them and lead them and teach them in these areas. 
Uh, the slide that's up on the screen now is about God's kingdom, and it's so significant, important. Uh, so many people, uh, uh, as illustrated by the dotted line, uh, want to build their kingdom. They want everything to be under their control, and they just want Jesus to come fix their kingdom, fix their uh, their world so things work in the way they want them to work. This is using God instead of serving God. Uh, the way our uh, God has established his kingdom in our midst is it's his kingdom. We are his subjects, his servants. We're there to serve him and please him. Uh, guide and lead your children to understanding the truths uh, that you see on this chart. Okay, at this point, we're ready to uh, give you a, a few more instructions about the uh, uh, time you'll share together uh, evaluating your parenting. Uh, you've gone through, uh, obviously, the six A's. Remember each one. Uh, we've set up uh, under love establishes the foundation uh, section where you can work through each of the uh, six uh, A's. Uh, there's a place uh, where it describes it a bit. And then it asks you to uh, put your child's name on a line. And uh, there's six uh, spaces there. You can write below if you need to. But evaluate how well your uh showering acceptance on your kids and then uh, at the bottom underneath that after you've done that with your kid list any intentional changes God is leading you to make in this area of parenting with love and so there's a place to work through all six A's in that to help you develop and uh, broaden uh, your love for your kids uh, in a in a significant way and then leading them ultimately to respond well to your authority and your accountability uh, to authority and accountability so with that uh, take the next 30 minutes to work through those uh, we'll give you a, a kind of a, a reminder about five minutes before we're ready to start the panel be sure you take time to go to page uh, 22 and uh, write out your first two action steps, step one and step two, in how to love your kids in, in a more uh, consistent and effective manner as a result of thinking through your relationship with them through the six A's. Thanks for your time, and uh, we'll bring you back together uh, in about 30 minutes.